0: The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There's a book that was written a few months ago, that was an incredible book, called Reb David Feinstein. And the book is about this rabbi, he was Reb Moshe Feinstein's son, this Reb David Feinstein I mentioned, his older brother. He passed away in his 90s, and he was an unequivocal gadol hador and posek hador. That means any real serious question like if you forget the omed one night any rabbi on the corner can answer that question. But whether you should pull the plug or pull out the ventilator of someone who's living or dying, or whether someone got forbid, bit should abort a child, there's only very few people in the world who could answer that question. In America, the undisputed number one person to answer these questions was Abdavid Feinstein, the son of Reb Moshe Feinstein. But what's so beautiful about this rabbi was an incredible learner and an incredible genius, is I don't know if there's anyone else in, a, in the country who was more understated, more modest, and more humble than he. When I say that, I mean that he literally, if you would have walked into the yeshiva and seen him, especially while his father was still alive, you would have no clue that he was that person. He was literally till the end, he would fill the soda and the soda machines of his yeshiva because I'm helping the yeshiva save money. And you can read his book, one story after another, another is incredibly humble and beautiful. But then they have a few pages about his marriage. None of these stories are earth shattering alone. But when you put it all together, you start to see the person he was. When his, he and his wife were first married for many decades they would go for walks together. Nice walks together. He lived in the Lower East Side, Manhattan. They'd go for walks together. They'd sit on a bench together when it was time for them to sit. For years they did this. Another thing he did is that whenever he went to any event with his wife, he always walked on her pace. That means very often if you have a man who's a busy guy, I know one, You, what ends up happening is you're just like, you got to go. So your wife just like, okay, hon, park the car and come after me or whatever. And... He always walked at her pace. Doesn't matter if he was walking with a lot of other people, he waited for her to walk in the room. Helped her with her coat, took care of her, and then he went to wherever he had to. He one time, someone saw him at a wedding. Again, this is the gadol hador. This is not some guy. This is the gadol hador, probably in his 60s or 70s or 80s at the time. He's at a wedding, and someone sees him going to the dessert table, takes a napkin, and starts putting some little desserts into the napkin. So a wealthy donor comes over to him and says, Rabbi, I never knew you like these little cakes. I'll send a truckload to your house tomorrow. The rabbi doesn't say a word. He just walks with his napkin of cakes to the ladies' section. He asks someone to get his wife. His wife comes over. He says, I know you like these cakes a lot, so I collected a bunch of them for you. When he was older, only a few years ago, he went on a trip to Israel with his wife. The tour guide took them all over Israel. They went to Kever Achel and then they were going to go to Marat He tells the tour guide, I'm sorry, take us home now. You sure? Yes, I'm sorry, we're ready to go back to the hotel or wherever they were staying. We're, we're done now. So it must be something came up, a fine scene, I don't know what. He brings the Rabbi to the altar, he says, Rabbi, like what? Is everything okay? What happened? He says, yeah, everything's okay. He says, so why did you like abruptly decide that we're not going to Marat amachpela? He says, I'll tell you why. Marat has a lot of steps. It's very high steps. If you've been there, it says very high steps. My wife walks with a walker. So she's not going to be able to come up the steps. Now, I know she told me that if you've ever been to Marat the Machpelah, there's a corner on the bottom of the steps that's a very holy place to pray. And she said that she'll just pray there. But I'm a very busy man, and I'm involved with the Jewish world all the time. I am taking a vacation right now with my wife. If she can't go up, I'm not going up, and that's why we're not going. Again, this is a rabbi who loves to pray and have an opportunity to pray. Every one of us in this room, including me, every day of the week and twice on Sunday, would have told my wife, honey, you sit over here, I'll get you a chair, okay, I'll be quick. I gotta say hi to Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, pray for a couple of things we both need, and then I'll come back and we'll go back together. That's great for the talkers. But it's not great for those, it's not enough for those that want to be something incredible. He once had a parlor meeting, and he was going all day, I guess, fundraising, and he gets to the house where they're doing the parlor meeting, and he tells everyone, I'm sorry, I need a minute, I need to make an important phone call. So everyone's thinking, like, this phone call is very important, like, what's it going to be? And, and you know, like, everyone, he's with people all day that have cell phones, so, like, so the person, the host, lets him go into the study, tells everybody, go in the study, can you be by yourself? He takes a phone and he calls his wife. He says, "Hi. So I tell you where I am. This is what I'm doing. This is where I am. This is where. I am. This is where I am. How's your day? Shit. What happened to you today? How's your day going?" He's got a room full of people all waiting for him to shake his hand, get a bit a ask him a quick question. You don't understand what it's like to get five minutes or thirty five minutes. It's a big deal. And he's in his office and talking to his wife. The host said you would have thought they got married a week ago. That's the level of excitement that he had. In fact, in one major event, maybe it was the Convention or Sunday, I forget the event, he walked into the event with his wife and he helped his wife take off her coat, and then like they laughed at something together, and they were talking a little, and then he was going to go to men's section, she was going to go to the women's section. There was a rabbi named Rabbi Yaakov Bender. He's a known chinuch rabbi, and a known rabbi, of course, is major yeshiva in, in the five towns. He's a very well-known rabbi. Rabbi Bender was watching the scene. He says, Rabbi, can you do me a favor? I give speeches and classes to my boys in the Yeshiva and in the Kolel about marriage. He says, I want to add to the lesson. Do me a favor, Rabbi, can you stand next to the Rebetzin? I want to take a picture of the two of you so I could show it to my students. Because you could describe a wonderful marriage, but there's nothing like seeing something that is. In fact... When his son got married, or David Feinstein's son got married, the daughter-in-law got engaged. The daughter-in-law came to the house to meet, like to sort of talk to her mother-in-law on a Friday afternoon, maybe to bring a cake, I don't know what. She walks into the house on Friday afternoon, and she knows how she's going to find her mother-in-law. Follow the vacuum noise. So she has the vacuum sound, so she follows the sound of the vacuum. Then she gets to wherever, the living room, the dining, the den, wherever the vacuum, and she looks up. And it's her father-in-law, Rabbi David Feinstein, the Gadol HaDor. He says, yes, my wife works on Fridays, so I help her. I want to help her on Fridays. In fact, he would make kugel for Shabbat. He'd make cake sometimes for the kids or give it out to them because having a great marriage is not about what you say. It may put a Band-Aid on the day, but it's not even so much about what you do today. It's about what you be for long. Don't tell me you have a great marriage five years in or even ten years in. I need to see decades of greatness in order for something to be incredible. When his wife was much older, we said before, she had a walker. Whenever they went to an event, he was very careful that they were, let's say, driven by a driver, a student would drive them, he himself would fold his wife's walker. Again, he's in his 80s at the time. And he's folding his wife's walker because he felt like it's more dignified and respectful for her if her husband folds the walker than if someone else does. And he has a little story that for some reason for me as a busy person, this story meant a lot to me. And it's a little teeny story. He was once at, let's say, an engagement party, something like that, of one of his grandchildren, of art, of one of his grandchildren or great-grandchildren, I don't know. And he's at the event and he's, again, he's the great Gadol hador. So how long do you think he's coming to the event for? So he comes to the event. He's there for a little while. He's mabrook to everybody. He's there. He's there a little while. And now he's there like even longer and longer and longer. And at some point, someone comes over to him and says, does the rabbi want, the Rosh want to like go home? He said, the Rebetzin is having a nice time. As long as she is enjoying herself, I am going nowhere. Now, to be incredibly busy and have the strength to say that, To sit there, you know, talking to people, you got it. The bride's family, the groom's family, you're done. And to sit there is such an incredible thing to do. But that's what makes a marriage endure. Think about every relationship you have. More importantly, think about every relationship you care about. And you know what? For the next few weeks, stop telling them anything. Just start doing it again and again and again until you become it and once you become that person then your mother your father your son your daughter your husband your wife your sister your brother your close friend your neighbor will know that they can count on you because they know not what you say and not what you do they know the most important thing in the world they know exactly who you are thank you enjoyed this story come again bring a friend stories to dot org